everybody. Uh, sorry we were going to record last week. We took a week off. It uh, did not feel like a week for being funny last week and making fun of something that happened in 2009. It still doesn't really feel like a week for being funny <laughs> and making fun of something that happened in 2009, but I guess at some point we have to resume these things. Um, but yeah, our um, thoughts are out to all the protesters, uh, all the people who are supporting Black Lives Matter. Um, even in our own community of Huntsville, we have had at least seven things since this started, maybe more. And the, t the police only tear gas people twice. Um, so anyways, we're, um, we're going to plow through this, but uh, thoughts to all of those who are affected or out there protesting. We appreciate you were speaking up. Also, on that note, we tweeted out the uh, Bachelor... <laughs> diversity um demand. yes on a, a specific thing you can do there's a new campaign to Black uh, bachelor lives matter <laughs> well there haven't been enough of them we wouldn't know <laughs> um but uh yeah so we uh tweeted out a campaign to make the bachelor more diverse because good god um there has been one black lead over 40 seasons there's a petition we'll put it in the show notes you can sign but uh it's uh, well, well past time, Bachelor uh, Nation. Anyways, all right, let's be funny about this episode. <laughs> that also, I, I try to be funny, Jason. That also we watched like a week and a half ago well, too, so I barely remember what happened. Um, yeah, so also uh, no reviews this week. Thanks, guys. That's all right. Everybody's half-assing it. That's right. Everybody's phoning it in. We don't also, blame you. we are not watching that Bachelor recap yeah, thing, fuck that shit. and we're not gonna recap it. So we're gonna Bachelor stick with this. Bachelor greatest of all times. Uh, you can suck a bag of dicks. <laughs> um, I did, and I like. I saw. Sorry. No, go ahead. On Twitter, I saw that they were like trying to create a teaser and saying that we would get to hear from Peter and Kelly and see what's ah, up with Jesus. that couple. Um, yeah. Go fuck yourself, Chris Harrison. Thanks for giving me another reason to not tune yeah, in, Chris real. Harrison. Yeah. You might and as well if... just tell me that you're going to check in with Barb. What is Barb doing? <laughs> oh, man. I'm, you know she loves this. Just to get the attention. Yeah. We should uh, pay $49 to cameo her and see what she thinks about it. Not... Yeah, right, Barb. You're not getting a cent. <laughs> You're not getting one red cent from me. You pay me $49 to send me a video. Um, all right. Oh, and shout out to um, our one listener in Spanaway, Washington, since we're going to Washington oh. State this week. We also, we have. In the podcast, we are. Not us. We not are literally. Not going to Washington yeah. State. Yeah, we are not flying this summer. Um, there were two listeners in Moses Lake, Washington, which is where my mother grew up. Yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of stories about old Moses Lake. Old Moses Lake, Lake. old I, I have always gotten the impression, just based on, like, your mom, I guess, mm -hmm. and the stories, that maybe everybody that lives in Moses Lake is kind of related. Is that true? <laughs> I don't think so. Got I think it's bigger. a lot of cousins, and cousins. And that could be. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe our two listeners are cousins that are married How to each other. I think it's like 50,000. No fucking way. Yeah. How big is it? Well, the elevation is 1,000. 20,000. Okay, 20,000. Okay. Definitely so, yeah. some inbreeding going Ten, on. 10,000 of those people no are cousins, yeah, who are married. And no offense to cousins who are married. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's uh, get into this thing. So, 
speaking of Washington State, that's where the ladies are headed, and they go fucking nuts well, when you tell them they're going to Seattle. Up. Okay, I mean, all right, well, let's build. I'm getting right better, to the, but... I'm skipping the foreplay on this thing. Uh, what else is new? I know. Yeah. That's kind of my MO. Yeah, and that's the quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I slid that one nope, in. Yep. You oh, didn't. man, you're so eagle eared for that. <laughs> Do eagles have good hearing? It's because you're burping loudly into a microphone one foot away from my face. Yeah. It really amplifies the sound. Well, and uh, people can really hear that I need that sinus surgery that Jennifer thinks that I need. Yeah, yeah. shout out to our listener, Jennifer, who... Uh, Who's diagnosing me over uh, audio. Was she incorrect? She, well, I already had that sinus surgery but clearly when I was a kid. It didn't, didn't so, take. Didn't take, yeah. <laughs> Healed up, closed up again. Boy, this is a lot more about my body than listeners wanted to know. Okay, build um, us up to this. All right, yeah. Harrison comes in, tells the ladies... Pack your bags. We're going to Seattle. That's all. That was the build-up? Yeah. That's about my level of foreplay. (laughs) Grace yourself. I had to create it myself because in my notes, I just have my first line is, they're going to Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have in all caps, people go fucking nuts to go to Seattle. Like, this is the level of enthusiasm they usually reserve for going to, like, Malaysia or Fiji or something. Or, uh, where was, where was, uh, crap, man. I'm telling you, early onset yeah. Alzheimer's. Yeah, Jennifer, can you diagnose where, that, please, where, over the podcast? Where was Ari from? Scotts, Scottsdale? Scottsdale, yeah. yeah. like, you're going to Scottsdale. <laughs> well, this actually brings Scottsdale up... Scottsdale is the perfect place to fall in love. It's for lovers. This brings up something. They don't always... Do they always go to the Bachelor's hometown? Um, I mean, eventually... Yes, and I feel like more often than not, yes. Okay, <laughs> so my short answer is yes, and my long answer well, my, is also no, yes. My long answer is like not a hundred percent necessarily. Okay. Like, I mean, they went to Peter's. I'm thinking about like recent. Sure. Yeah. Maybe I just have forgotten all of that already. I like that move of like, hey, I mean, it's not enough to judge a city by the three days that you're going to spend there, but like. Especially since uh, Jason yeah, no, has I made feel it like they pretty clear. Because, like, they went to Chris Sewell's farm. Okay. And he was like, This is where in a couple of years I plan on getting a DUI. <laughs> might, might go to jail. Felt cute. Might kill somebody. <laughs> no good. I mean, no good to kill somebody. Well, how about the Chris joke about Sewell's it. and Victoria P. riding out the quarantine together. Wait, I th- I thought he was in jail. So, legit. No, he's not. Yeah. He did. He served some time, but it was it wasn't murder. It was um, what's it called when you don't mean to do it? What like second degree, like accidental manslaughter? manslaughter. Yeah, it was manslaughter. manslaughter. Okay. Um, but no, he got out, and he and Victoria P. Wait, Victoria F. There's too many the Victorias. Victoria. From the ra- the Peter's season. Victoria. Yeah. Okay. Peter, yeah. Well, both of them were from Peter's season. Victoria P. Oh, right. yeah, was yeah. the one who uh, always wore the glasses and that we she didn't need was a pageant girl with the other girl. That oh, the pageant girl that name. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria Fuller. Yeah, the the one that lasted longer that we hated. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Who did the White Lives Matter? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. She and Chris Sewell's were quarantined together. <laughs> 
I uh, I wonder how that came about. I think she like slid into his DMs and then he was like, hey, come to Iowa. You know? And then he said, Iowa, Zach, 10 bucks. <laughs> you know, I um, think it would be a big decision to quarantine with somebody. That's like moving in together, but like even more serious in a way. Yeah. You know, like I'm glad. <laughs> I barely want to quarantine with you. No, I mean you uh, often wish that this were, all, and basically we're we're over it. You know, COVID's gone, guys. Uh, <laughs> we beat it. To us, uh, all right. What? <laughs> according to Us Weekly, Chris slid into Victoria's DMs. Oh, he slid he into her DMs. DMs a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. He's sliding into DMs left and right. Hey, I just got out of prison. Uh, fans subsequently started pointing out that Victoria was posting photos from Chris's home in Arlington, Iowa. Uh, she posted a sexy photo from Chris's li- living room and tagged it, Farm life. <laughs> Farm life is sexy. Was that her wearing like overalls with no shirt it was underneath? Her riding a tractor naked, and then she got gonorrhea. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you get it. Yep. Okay, so back to this thing. Um, <coughs> I also I have to say one more thing though. Like I like these detective fans that are like, Sorry, you okay? <coughs> Working on a rosé that we opened a couple of weeks ago, and it's got a little I know. bit of a bite to no it. No clock. Clock tail. By the way, gang, we you know reached what? out to the good yeah, people at White, White Claw, Claw and <laughs> said, we would love for you to be our sponsors. And I even said, name your price. <laughs> like, whatever. Ten bucks, whatever it is, we'll take it. And they kindly they said... They sent us a form rejection. Yes. It wasn't personal. It wasn't personal, but it felt the rejection was phrased kind of like, I'm not dating anyone right now. When they really just don't want to date like, you. I'm really working on myself yes. right now. Yeah, it was that kind of a rejection. You I know. tried that with Ryan. Yeah. It didn't work. And yet here I am. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't need to work on yourself. You need to work on me. Um, yeah, is that cattle dog licking her butt real yes. loudly? Yeah, all right. The, a listener, that you'll get Ella. some of that. Hey. All right. Well, oh. It, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, she's fine. Anna just scolded the dog. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, all right, all right. Everybody's okay. Everybody's okay. Here, she's coming over for a pet. I had to, I had to gently toss the TV (laughs) towards her in her general direction. Uh, Okay, so let's go ahead and get to Seattle. Um, So everybody is excited. Jillian says, "If we get to meet Ty, I will be floored." Let me finish. Can I? Okay, okay, okay. Well, I had one more thing to say before. Oh, Chris Sewell's? Okay. No, not Chris Sewell's. Okay. They're all wearing goddamn polka dotted robes again. Did you notice no. that? No. We but... need to tweet at Jillian. And find out where she got these what robes. What is the deal? Well, where they all did. Yeah. Well, um, you know, one of our listeners just recently dropped a massive bombshell that his uh, brother used to work on The Bachelor. And we've been corresponding for, like, weeks. And Colin just suddenly, like, drops that little piece of information. So, uh, Colin, we're going to have a lot of questions for your brother. Yes. Um, Yeah, he's going to need to come on this program to talk about his work on The Bachelor. Um, He was credited as a story editor, which I like. Shaping reality. Why do you have to edit a story? It's just... It's just the real world. Yeah. You don't have to shape that into a narrative. Um, yeah, so the polka dotted robes are back. Well, let's keep our eyes out for them the rest of this season and uh, see if they take them on the road or if it's like they're in the house. I'm going to order my own polka dotted robe. I w- if I knew where they, that's why I want to know where they come from, I'll get you one 
for our next you anniversary. Would never. I would. I got you Alex on a video. Yeah. So I would okay. get you get you one of those for sure. Okay, so now can I say my Jillian quote? Yeah, go ahead. I'm okay. looking up polka dotted words right. on the internet. So Jillian, so you're barely even invested no, in this at all. No, I'm You've got one foot out of this I'm thing. I'm invested. I'm just more invested in the road. Yeah, that can't wait. That's got to be done now. <laughs> Um, all right, so Jillian says, if we get to meet Ty, I will be floored. I would be so excited to meet that little guy. I'll tell you what is happening in this season, because Jason says, I'm looking forward to the first hug. My favorite thing about Seattle is Ty. Like, listen, or and he says, not being around Ty is like not having part of my heart. Like, we spend a lot of time talking about our kids. We post a lot of pictures of them, but there's this like putting a kid on a pedestal thing going on in this season that I feel like is a little too much. Well, I'll tell you, I just call bullshit on the whole thing. Okay. You don't miss your kid after a week. I mean, you miss your kid after a sure, week. Sure, like a little bit, but I don't know. When when they initially, you know, started this season, I was very judgmental about Jason being willing to go do it because he would be away from Ty so much. But then he's like, I haven't seen Ty in a little over a week. Uh, Jason, that's called a little piece of heaven. <laughs> that's called a little self-care, yeah, Jason. That's, yeah. I mean, a little daddy time. I, I'm no longer judging him because I feel like if they're working it out so that Jason sees Ty like every other week or so, that's my ideal situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, sign you up. Yeah, for real. Yeah. And in the meantime, spending the night in the tent with an attractive single... Getting to stay in an L.A. mansion by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, not so bad. Yeah. Not so shabby. Getting to make a, uh, or a paper mache bust of mm. your own bust. Yeah, all of these things are really your dream. Okay. So, but the, well, we'll get to it later. But I do think there's a little bit of like, not worshipfulness of this, but like adoration of this kid that's above and beyond. Like, I'm well, sure he's a great kid. No, I, I'll tell you what I think it is. Okay. I think that they all have, like, hot dad fever. And oh. that Ty is just a part of that. Uh-huh. So they've all sold themselves on this, like, hot, idealized version of fatherhood that Jason is just a good dad and that's the sexiest thing ever. <laughs> Which, like, fine. I mean, there is some truth to that. Mm -hmm. It's very... I think it's very attractive to see your partner be a good parent. But it's a little overblown here. Well, I guess that's part of what I'm trying to get at is that, like, it's not really about this kid at all. Like, it's about... <laughs> roping him into the sexual fantasies that they have about his dad right you know or like yeah, yeah. again like it's not really about ty and that's why it's so like over well, the top also like please y'all don't even know ty this kid could be a little shit i mean he's his parents are not together that has certainly probably created a little bit of emotional strife in mm -hmm. his young life mm -hmm. right right now he has this dad who's like gallivanting hey, around. I'm gonna go do this reality <laughs> show twice. Yeah. Like I bet I feel like I mean I wouldn't be surprised at all and I would not be at all um 
It's, it wouldn't be Ty's fault if he ended up being a terrible kid. Sure. Um, we can follow up on that. Well, Maybe I, he is a terrible child. Well, now he's like 20. Well, that's the thing. Like, how'd how he turn out? How old would he be now? This how, was well, in how old, how old was he? And he was five? So, yeah, I mean, he's like 16, 17 now. Hmm. Oh, man, quarantining with that 17-year-old. Yeah. That would be a nightmare. <laughs> Dad, leave me alone. Oh, Go on another reality show, it's Dad. It's the opposite of what he's doing now. <laughs> says, Daddy, don't keep going. Oh, God. Yeah. That is a heartbreaking scene. Yeah. We'll get to that. Daddy, okay, okay. don't go in that room alone. <laughs> so they all show up in a limo to some hoity-toity Seattle hotel. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Let me la tell la. you, as somebody that has the distinct pleasure of going out to Seattle at least once a year... It's not that great. Can we all stop acting like Seattle is like the fucking second coming of Christ? I mean, it is the second coming of Christ. No. That's where he came and he said, That's what I learned in church as a young child. That you did. Yeah. When that pastor drove in on a motorcycle. <laughs> hey, kids, I'm cool. It's cool to be Christian. <laughs> it's a little bit dangerous. You ever heard of my man JC? <laughs> they killed him for being a rebel. Oh, um,. Yeah, it's fine. It is gray. It is misty. It has overpriced coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, naming things I love. It has a lot of traffic. Gray mistiness, yeah. A bunch of bachelor people that I don't like live there. Sean. Also my best friend from high school, so that's cool. <laughs> Who dishes she a listener? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I think she's probably busy doing other stuff. She's got a life. Yeah. I'm like, Sarah, she's always getting shout outs. Oh, you're going to pay for that. Wait, I didn't pay for the last one. <laughs> <laughs> now we've shouted her out so many times that fans who don't know her are like, why is Sarah getting all these shout outs? You know what? Sarah is out in Connecticut right now making a fist. And um, yeah, I'm just saying, whatever. We're in Seattle. They're all wearing hats. Again, I felt like this episode was great evidence that 2009 has not aged well. <laughs> it happened so quickly. Well, uh, Naomi is wearing like a bucket hat, which I do remember thinking those were real cool. What is, I watched this show and I still don't know what a bucket hat is. It's a hat that kind of looks like a bucket. Okay. So, but it's like... Made out of regular material. You know who loves a bucket hat? Who? Jason Mraz. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, that kind of hat. Almost well, like a fisherman's hat. Almost, but like, yeah, this isn't exact. I'm, I pulled up a Google image, guys. Yeah, I'm looking at several bucket hats here. Well, yeah. yeah like a kind of like Trey's Costco hat, a little bit. No. Oh, no, I see. We were saying the edges are a little sharper. Um, the hat sharper. that Naomi was wearing uh, yeah, just didn't have like a rim at all. Uh-huh. It just, I see, I see. I feel like okay. I need to just do some research on like different Not, yeah. hats. <laughs> <laughs> now this is what the podcast has come to when we're bored with Jason's season. How many times? What types of hats are there out there? Oh, look, and, a beanie well, with know, a propeller on it. Because I think I was wrong. I think Jason Mraz likes a fedora. Or yeah. That's also Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Justin Timberlake and Indiana Jones both like fedoras. I don't think Jason Mraz is cool enough to wear a fedora. I, don't I think see the exact. Hat I think that you're right. Naomi it was me was wearing that I one that had was, like no brim at yeah, all. It, it was, like went straight down. I think down. you would still call that a bucket hat. Okay. So um, and then Melissa, speaking of hats, 
is wearing a newsboy cap that has a silhouette of the precious moments boy and girl. Did you notice no. that? No. It was like weird. a, you know what I'm talking about? Like the precious moments thing? The little like figurines? Yes. Yeah. So it was a blackout, like blackened sure, silhouette, silhouette of a little boy and a little girl in profile. Look on at a this. newsboy cap. This is Ty. <laughs> I like kids, Jason. Here they are in my hat. So Melissa, speaking of, uh, gets the first date. She does get the first date. She's got a full night of surprises uh, ahead of her, she says. And Jason, what he's got planned is we're going to start off at the Space Needle. Well, that must be nice. <laughs> you know, it's overpriced. I mean, if you... Here you are talking about how annoying Seattle is, and then you want me to take you to Seattle's most annoying attraction. <laughs> Maybe I'm annoyed with Seattle and think it's not that great, because I never get to do the Seattle stuff that you're supposed to you, do. We went to the Pike Place Market last time we were and there. And I thought it was terrible. It was fine. It was. It was yeah. too crowded. There's too many freaking people in Seattle. Well, that Space Needle is not going to solve that problem for you. <laughs> Well, what if we rented it out private? <laughs> That's fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they did for my senior prom, where I took my cousin. Your senior prom was a private party in the Space Needle? Correct. What the? No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. No, your senior yeah. prom was in the Mill Creek Gymnasium. <laughs> no, my senior prom, Jackson High Jackson School. Jackson High. Oh, Henry the, Scoop Jackson. Oh, the Stucky Dewey or whatever the <laughs> newspaper was called. <laughs> no, it was uh, in the Space Needle. What's the name of the newspaper? The Stucayu. The Stucayu. The Stucayu. It's the Stucayu. Yeah. Obviously. Um, well, that is extremely expensive. Yeah. Oh, it was worth it. It's great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just so to that you could make out, worth it. make out with your cut. Well, you got to do it in a rotating restaurant. They have up top. That really uh, is a lot for a senior prom. I feel. I like. actually don't. I think it sounds fancier than it than it is. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it'd be like if you were a French teenager and your prom was in the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I think that's a little bit of a generous comparison <laughs> to the Space Needle. No, it's not. Yeah, the, the Eiffel Tower and is cooler the than the Space Needle. If you were in the analogy section. section, it would be the, if the question was the Eiffel Tower is to Paris as the blank is to Seattle, what would you choose? You would say Space Needle. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> the Pikes Place Market. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, it seems like yeah. a, psh, y'all are cool. fancy out there on the yeah. West Coast. Pretty cool is all oh. I'm going to say. Yeah. It's an amazing, uh, well, sexy again, time with your cousin. I wouldn't know. I would. Well, someday we'll get to go up there. And you know who else doesn't get to find out? Melissa. Melissa. Yeah, <laughs> Melissa also gets screwed out of yep. the Space Needle. Yeah. So Jason's idea, so this is a night date, first of all, but Jason's idea is to start off at the Space Needle and then what, take an airplane to a waterfall? Take a helicopter to a waterfall at night. Why, why are they going to a waterfall at night? It really just sounds like Jason wants to murder Melissa. <laughs> and then uh, we'll both... Uh, Go to an undisclosed dump <laughs> where no one knows where it is. Um, they don't get to do any of that because precious little tie. Mm -hmm. Precious moments tie. Is being a dick. <laughs> Daddy! 
wait, don't keep going. And then Jason is like, ooh, are you being a grumpy pants today? <laughs> I just felt like this whole thing was very like performative parenthood. That's part of what I'm trying to get enough. at. Like, that's what I would do too. I mean, what are you going to be like? Listen here, you little fuck. Yeah, listen to this shit. Daddy's trying to get some. <laughs> don't be a cock block. <laughs> well, um, that's what I'm getting at too with this whole like adoration of Ty. Like it all feels very performative. But uh, Jason says, you know, me going on a date is just me taking away time from Ty. Like, yeah, idiot. That's the whole thing. <laughs> like, are you just now putting that together? Like, the time I'm with these women is time away from my son. This is time that I should actually be uh, parenting my child. <laughs> no shit, dumbass. <laughs> um, um, so... Melissa is getting more and more concerned. Mm-hmm, the day good. was supposed to start at 7. 7.30 comes. Then 7.45. Then 7.48. <laughs> also, a date starts at 7.30. Jesus Christ. I'm in bed by like 9 o'clock. For real. Yeah. I went out with some uh, friends. Open air. Open air place, guys. It's cool. Everybody Just the, masked up. There were only a couple of us. Yeah, people were wearing masks. But, uh, yeah. Tried to, had to stay out past nine o'clock. No thanks. Turned into a pumpkin. Yeah, taking me to a night waterfall. Hard pass. No, no go. You can't even see it, Jason. Um, meanwhile, Stephanie, I loved this because she gets, it only takes like one little hiccup for Stephanie to play the mom mm-hmm. card. And you know that she was probably just doing this the whole time she was on this season mm-hmm. because she says, that's the real world. Happens all the time. With children, you just have to be adjustable. <laughs> I just feel like, man, how much does Stephanie get off on being oh, the yeah. one other parent yep. on this show? I'm the only one that understands. That's the real world, Melissa. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Sometimes you decorate your house with lots of gilded angels <laughs> and nobody gets it, but that's the real world. You have to be realistic. <laughs> Happens all the time. So uh, he calls Melissa at like 8.15, which first of all, why didn't he call her at 7.30? Yeah, like don't be a dick. Just yeah. call when the date clearly isn't. Right. Or call and be like, hey, Ty's not really feeling this. I might be a little late. Let me check in with you in 45 yeah, right. minutes. Yeah, or... right. Um, but yeah, so eventually he calls Melissa and says, uh, like, can you, you know, Ty's, Ty's being a monster and a real piece yeah. of shit. Can you come over here and hang at the house? And then there's a very long pause. And then she says, okay, I can do that. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. That, I, I have it in all caps. Huh. <laughs> very long pause. I think that Jason was still, was like talking. Oh, yeah. okay. They made it seem like she was like, ah, No. Okay. Uh, but she also says, can I put like my She's like, can sweats I bring on? my stretchy pants? And he says, after Melissa and I talked a little bit, she changed into her stretchy pants, which were actually little shorts. <laughs> and she was wearing a bucket hat. <laughs> no, now she was wearing the newsboy right. cap. Right, oh, okay. Yeah. We use Naomi's bucket cap to play the Puget Sound with Ty. <laughs> then they do something really creepy, I thought. Uh-huh. Which is, uh, Jason says, I'm not ready for any of the girls to meet Ty yet, but of course I want to show him off. So they go up there and just 
stare at him while he sleeps. Yeah, no, I I even, we try not to talk to each other during the show, but I looked over at you and was like, this is really weird, right? <laughs> and I said, shut up. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Right, so the girls can't meet Ty, but she watches him while he sleeps. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's yeah. normal, that's cool. And they eat ice cream sundaes. Well, I <laughs> want to mention something that happens before that. So Jason is, Melissa comes. Jason's upstairs putting Ty to bed. And Melissa says, I saw there were two pieces of pizza on the table. I went in and did the roll and cleaned up. So, like, immediately Good. she's like, the women's place is to clean things up. That's what I'm talking about with this. And although, you know, I will say... I think, I mean, it's been a long time since we watched Juan Pablo's season, but I don't remember the women doing this performative shit with Juan Pablo, probably because it was really obvious that that guy was just there to fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That guy likes to fuck. But I think it's funny because I think he's one of the only other single dads that we've got. I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. Like nobody, I feel like he never came up. Like that. That guy uh, was fine leaving his kid for yeah. more than a week at a time. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like, because Jason is the, like, I don't know, like. Emblematic, the, the model good dad. Yes. Yeah. Now all of the women then feel like they have to put on this, like, well, I would be such a good mom role, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Because oh. I'll clean up your pizza, Jason. Ugh. Yeah. Don't worry about cleaning up after yourself. Um, yeah, so they eat ice cream sundaes, they talk about going home to meet Melissa's family, and then there is a long kiss. Melissa says that she's the black sheep of her family. What about her as the black sheep? I have no idea. I feel like that would be like Sean Lowe saying right. he's the black sheep. Like, <laughs> the rest of my family are anarchists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that date is that. Um, Stephanie, Jillian, and Molly get the group date, and it's uh, the card says "Love is in the air." Oh no, mm-hmm. "Love is on the air." Pardon me. Which means that Naomi is going to have a one-on-one, yep. which is good because she was she, I believe, is the only one so far who has not had a one-on-one. So she was pissed that Melissa got the first one. Sure, right. Well, in that, oh, having a one-on-one date was really on her bucket hat list. <laughs> yeah, and she said that Melissa's one-on-one was. Kind of hard to swallow. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah, you have no idea, Naomi, <laughs> how hard to swallow it was. Uh, Those ice cream sundaes were so big. Yeah, they, okay. <laughs> they go into mint chocolate chip. <laughs> um, they go into a boat cruise. They see the Sleepless in Seattle house. Mm-hmm, the houseboat, yeah. They... Stephanie is decked out in a quintessential Seattle outfit, a White fur vest over a sequin t-shirt and a shit ton of, like, cheap-ass jewelry. We need to mention, too, to me the most important part is that the hoodie, ha- or the fur, has a hoodie. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a fur I feel hoodie. Like she's trying to show Jason, like, I could blend seamlessly <laughs> into your life out here. Look at my Seattle wear. Like, when we're out in Seattle, I feel like if I put on mascara... People in the grocery store are like, oh, look at you all look fancy. Look at this, right. Where are you Here going? Here comes Miss Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're not from here. Where's your Patagonia? <laughs> um, yeah, so they're on a boat. Um, they let Stephanie drive the boat. I was wondering if this was like a, Dr- a Dwight Schrute situation. Where, like, it's not a real wheel. <laughs> it's not real, dummy. Um 
And then Stephanie says that she and Sophia have a lot of fun together, just like Jason and Ty do. And so have they cheers to a great evening, and then from the boat, they find themselves going to a radio station. It's Jackie and Bender. Oh, Jackie and Bender, local radio personalities, like Jackie and Bender. I should know who they, who they are. are. Yeah, it's no, I, I had to look FM. them up. Yeah, they're the KISS FM DJs. What's I didn't that know. radio station that you insist? Move in 92. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not moving 92, Ryan didn't right. know who they were. No, I know more of the local TV personalities. For instance, local weatherman Steve Poole, who uh, hosted a show called Frontrunners, where his slogan was, if you want to believe in somebody, believe in yourself. Is that doing anything for you? Inspirational, inspiring you at all? No. Mm-mm. No, not at all? No. All right. Okay. Good. All right. Uh, yeah, so they go on the Jackie yeah, and Bender they're show. They're radio show. They, so they bring everybody in, but then they bring Jason into the radio booth, and the women are left outside to just watch him and guess at what he's saying. Right, and Stephanie says, I loved watching him talk. He is such a handsome man. She says, he is one good-looking man. Just to watch him talk on the radio. <laughs> Swoon. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie needed a fainting couch. <laughs> I've got the vapors. This southern flower is wilting. Uh, I spit on my face. Ah, gross. Oh, Lord. Gross. That's a dollar. Yeah. That's, a dollar That's five dollars. All right. All right. They ask him what the most fun date has been, and he says the most amazing date has been with Stephanie, which I think is different from saying it's been the most fun, like, I feel like you're kind of a dick if you don't say Stephanie's mm-hmm. date because it was so emotional. Right, right. That date where I got to see everybody's tits. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most fun. <laughs> what, is that not you're how done. we should have answered? I'm just if you're done. Yeah, no, I'm done. That's good. I'm set. Yeah. <laughs> set. All right. Uh, <laughs> they ask him who the best kisser is. Well, the, what, Jackie, I guess the woman asks him that, and then the the man, Bender, says, you got to kick the tires before you buy the car, man. <laughs> so wait, the man's first Yay! name is Bender? Shock jock. <laughs> honka honka. <laughs> what, is that his, Bender is his given name? Radio DJ. What? Oh, uh, the douche is the (laughs) big troll one. What's the other one's name? Yeah. (laughs) On a scale from one to, how would you rate Emma Watson's boobs? First of all, I would rate her acting as an A. You have three seconds to answer, we're going to withdraw a donation from charity. (laughs) Oh, man. That's my mom's dumper. Um, yeah, so, quick thing, they said that, uh, or they had him on this show to talk about, like, what was going on. Isn't this just a massive spoiler that they're broadcasting on the radio? Like, that, that seemed these, weird to me that, like, these people no, are left. because, um, like, there were girls that were at home. I know, but still, you know that these four, or these three, are making it all the way to... His hometown it's just date. three. Yeah. No, you don't know that because it's not a hometown date. It's, it's a just, hometown date. They're no, in Seattle. But yeah. it could have been 20 of them that were. They're not flying 20 of these <laughs> women to Seattle. What am I made of bricks? <laughs> what is Harrison made of money? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's fine. 
knowing that those three girls are in Seattle, it could, they could have brought any number of girls. It's it's throwing off everybody's uh, office pool. People about were who's... pissed about it in 2009. <laughs> That's what people were mad about. Well, it's funny because I wrote in my notes later, like, this seems like a much nicer show in 2009. But I feel like in 2009, it was like, the drama is happening. And 2009 was like a terrible, like no one was nice in 2009. Like politically, it was an awful time. What are you talking about? I'm just like, I feel like tensions were like, that's when the Tea Party was forming. And like, like it just, at the time, it felt like everybody in the country was mad at each other. And now we look back and we're like, God, if it could only be like 2009 again. You know why I feel that way? Why? Because Obama was in office well, in 2009. Sure, but people weren't, like we had a sane president. Sorry, Trump listeners. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we, they're I think gone by now. that makes a big difference. Like, I feel like one reason why people are all going insane is because who's stopping us? Yeah, no. Like, even if, not the lunatic that's I running like, everything. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like, the country has always been shit. Uh-huh. Nobody ever gets along. People are crazy. Everybody's killing themselves and, and being violent and terrible. But at least if you have someone in office that you trust, a voice that can of be reason. like a beacon yeah. of calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not now. Yeah, or will not continue to stoke uh, the fires of racial inequality when things uh, flare yes. up. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Right. So there's this. This is, this is uh, yeah. <laughs> and we just welcome kinda, to Pod Bless America. You know, if we had any conservative <laughs> listeners that were hanging on after some of the other stuff we've said, like Bravo to you. Right. Yeah. That's great. Um. Yeah. Honestly, thank you for staying and by KY please, and shop at Kroger. <laughs> Support our sponsors. Um, uh, so they are still on the radio show, and the shock jock Bender has a suggestion. No. He wants to know, now listen, this is crazy, but hear me out. What would happen if we blindfolded you and you kissed these girls? <laughs> He's basically a Howard Stern type. Oh, it's so yeah, crazy. Yeah, so crazy. So they do a blind kissing contest. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason does get all of them right. Somebody, and damn, now in my notes, who do you think would have said this? Because I don't know who said it. I just have the quote. Okay. I think he just recognized me from me. Oh, it's Stephanie. Yeah. Tenderness and softness. Yeah, that's a Stephanie quote. You don't uh, need to add a name next to that. Where she's like, when I'm with a man, I just like to kiss him all over. If I have to kiss every square inch like, of his body. Really, Stephanie? You like to kiss his like hairy small of his back mm-hmm. and like yep. do you like I'll to kiss him in the armpit? He loves it. Yeah, I mean, that's what's implied. I just like yeah. kiss him all over. Yeah. Like his gross, sweaty armpit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His beard that still has like a little bit of leftover from dinner. Who's that about? <laughs> yeah, no, that's because they later, old Bender again, uh, brings up like, what do you guys yeah, like in the like, sack? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about sex. <laughs> wowza, wowza. <laughs> This radio show is nuts. <laughs> Where won't we go? <laughs> oh, 
what won't we say? Uh, Molly says she loves lingerie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a lingerie type of girl. Jillian likes fun, which, what does that mean? She's yeah, Canadian. Well, she says that she likes this, basically implies that uh, she likes to start sex with giggling. <laughs> That's what? my foreplay. She doesn't say that. Yeah, she, uh, I, I think she says something like, like, we start out giggling and then it just turns hot. Ooh. Maybe I'm making that up, but I'm going to stand by it. That fake quote. Well, uh, that's just because Jillian fucked a lot of the Teletubbies. <laughs> 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 uh, Stephanie says, I like to see that the man is taken care of. Well, aren't you special? You know what? Get yours, Stephanie. <laughs> I actually ordered um, a uh, four CD course that Stephanie released about how to please a man that I uh, thought you could listen to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, why don't you get some... fucked, Stephanie? <laughs> uh, why don't you she, uh, uh... focus on your own pleasure? It's wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, so they uh, he earlier he says that Molly's the best kisser, which makes sense since they made out the most in that tent. Yeah. So yeah. that made sense to me. Also, like, and I'll say, I mean, no offense to any of our listeners who like to wear a lot of lipstick, because I know there must be some out there. Mm -hmm. um, Stephanie just, like, lacquers her face and makeup, including, like, a, a heavy layer of, like, what looks to be very, very... Sticky lip color. Gooey, yeah. <laughs> and I just don't, I mean, I've, and I'm not even just saying that about Stephanie. I have often wondered that how pleasant is it to kiss someone that has on like a shit ton of lipstick? Right. It seems like, I mean, it must be as pleasant as kissing me when I have a ton I of chapstick on. But have yeah. I stopped, have I made you stop that? Though? Oh, yeah. Because I hate yeah, it. Yeah, because you hate it so it's much. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Like my lips feel all. Like I'm getting secondhand moisture from your chapstick. There's like could be little gnats stuck in there. <laughs> All kinds of bugs getting stuck like in that it, grease. But, but yeah. I feel like I have weird like tactile issues. I mean, let's face it, you just really don't like kissing that much in general. <laughs> well, here's a question for you. How many men would you have to add where you think because I feel like if it was like a kissing contest with me and two other kissing. But you don't In love general, it. Um, I mean, no, it's fine. Yeah, see, there we go. That, that yeah. I think that adequately summarizes your feelings about it. kissing. I think I'm like apathetic towards yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, how many men do you think we would have to add before you would be hard pressed to identify me kissing you amongst the I could identify you out of 20 men. Yeah, I, th I think so. Yeah. Be the one with the chapstick. Yeah, lips. who's real sloppy and slobbering <laughs> all over your face. There's a beard that I can <laughs> smell. Pick up the scent of tortilla maybe chips in the beard. A little bit of food nips yep. in there. A yeah, a little bit. Something for that. It gives it a nice flavor, right? Yeah. Yeah. A nice aroma. Wouldn't, who wouldn't want to smell Pringles now while they're making out? Make me sound frigid and mean. No, and no, you're not. I'm not saying you're frigid. I I'm like saying, doing other things. That, well, that's so, what I'm saying. Like you're just you're not a kissing fan. What are we just gonna like sit around and kiss a bunch? Just like... that's what Stephanie wants to do. That's what Jason and Molly <laughs> well, are doing you know in what? that tent. She lives in town. I might seek her out. Why don't see you what put those, Stephanie uh, on your list? Not, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I am good. 
All right, so they ask, what's the hottest thing about Jason? Stephanie says, I love Jason's eyes. And Jillian said, Jason looks you right in the eyes and makes a connection. No, no. Why, this was no the very thanks. thing I was criticized for not uh, two weeks ago by not just you, but other people that That's we know. That's my nightmare. For yes, making uh, yes. too much eye contact. I have confirmation that Ryan has made other people uncomfortable <laughs> with his eye contact. And probably other things, too. That was just one no, specific that just way one that I make people uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. The other is when I start sex with giggling. <laughs> Nobody likes that. <laughs> I like the Pillsbury Doughboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, you know, tickle my tummy. So they're doing some one-on-one time on the group date here at the end. Um, Jason pulls Jillian and says that there's something different about her in Seattle. And she admits that she is stressed out about the connection that she's making with him. Mm-hmm. sorry i didn't have anything uh she is indeed i have yeah she says i'm not looking for perfection but i'm looking for somebody who wants to build a life but yeah i don't have a lot of insight yeah no uh molly gets pulled as well she tells him that she dated someone for three years and that her parents didn't like that person and she says i will never ever get in a relationship with someone again who they don't like Those are big words. Those are big words, yeah. Yeah, she also says, so my family is just like me. Mellow, sarcastic, easygoing. So they're super easygoing, but they really hated this person so much that you couldn't uh, make the relationship work with them. Well, she says, Um, uh, if you come up to Michigan, we might play a little Mulaney beer pong. (laughs) (laughs) What about us that Molly is cousins with Becca Kufrin? Uh, pretty, pretty high. Pretty high. What are the odds that uh, they're sort of Moses Lake inbred style cousins? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Very high. Yeah. Again, our two Moses Lake listeners, we love you. Okay. So Naomi is getting the last one-on-one, as we mentioned. You yes. want to go ahead and get to that? Yes. They get to ride in a seaplane, which looks pretty cool. Um, Stephanie throws like some Southern shade. Oh, yeah. Because she's not going to come straight out and be like, I don't think Naomi is right. But she says, Naomi is a doll, but she's definitely not on the same maturity level as the other girls are. And she's not the perfect match for him. Bless her heart. She doesn't say bless her heart. (laughs) She might as well have. Yeah, she might as well have. That would have been perfectly punctuated with a bless her heart. Also, you'll notice that all of the women who aren't Naomi, the other four, are all talking to Stephanie's daughter on speakerphone. Did mm-hmm. you notice that? Yes, I, I did. found that a little bit odd. They're just so eager to be mommies. <laughs> Look at what good mommies uh, we'd be. Spoiler alert, guys. It sucks. So. <laughs> the second you do, you're going to want to be on a reality show for several months to get away from your kid. Yep. Um, Jason takes uh, Naomi to a huge sporting goods store with a huge rock wall is this rei yeah and i was yeah. shocked they didn't say it that rei didn't make them like all right you're gonna show the sign for three seconds and yeah say rei yeah i don't know because we've been to that rei well i was gonna say this is one of the I haven't been to the space needle but i've been to rei we went in the uh, rain jacket room right where you can test out rain jackets oh that's right we did do that yeah. we did oh, not climb this rock back wall when you actually tried to entertain me when we would come out for visits. Yeah, back then. Yeah. <laughs> what what great times they were. Well, I was going to say, this is one of the few times that we've been somewhere that The Bachelor has shown. Mm. It's like, uh, 
Walker Percy's the moviegoer where he like sees just like that. where he sees his neighborhood on TV and he says like oh now it's certified like now it's real oh, because I've boy. seen it on television. You think that makes you cool? Yep. That you're quoting the movie. Absolutely, it's a Ooh. relevant scene. Yeah. You know what? what? The douchebag that I dated in grad school was like loved the moviegoer. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. It's It's not that great. It's okay. Hey, I'm a white dude and I'm wandering around. (laughs) I saw a movie and I had an observation about it. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, I feel like there's just a a whole generation of books that, like, trick you into thinking that there's, it's profound because it's this obnoxious white dude having thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's such great thoughts. It's just great literature. I also, I haven't read it since I was 20, so it might not hold up. Yeah. I'm just saying, maybe I might have a different take on it. I remember liking it. And the, the scene is relevant. Our listeners like some literary yeah, references. Well, you remember yeah. liking The Catcher in the Rye, too. No, I didn't like The Catcher in the Rye when we read it in high school. That That's an annoying protagonist. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I never got the profoundness of Catcher in the Rye. And you He's know what? just irritating. Nick from The Great Gatsby is annoying too. Yeah, no, I don't like The Great Gatsby that I much. I like either. The Great Gatsby, yeah. but I do not like Nick. Well, Nick is, you know, your protagonist is always supposed to be your active character, but Nick is like passive as shit. Whoa, has anyone ever time. said that about I think The Great we've Gatsby? We've had this exact conversation about The this Great is Gatsby wild. before. Yeah. Should you, do you think you should maybe write a paper and present this? Probably a book about You're about to it. blow the lid yeah. off of contemporary literary Contemporary studies. Gatsby <laughs> scholarship. Hold on to your bucket hats. Has anybody ever <laughs> thought about what that green light represents? Yeah, let me tell you guys, that's more than just a green light. It's symbolism. <laughs> you know those eyes watching everybody? That's symbolic. Yeah, great. This has been our literary hour. This is why we teach English yeah. on a college level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that Ryan can say, well, you know, Nick, protagonists are usually active. Yeah. The thing about Nick is that he's passive. Yeah, that's that- my observation. Yeah. Welcome to my spark notes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my Gatsby. Zoom lecture. <laughs> <laughs> now I have 23 um, PowerPoint slides elaborating um, this. I'm um, not a bit. I'm just joshing Well, you this up. is, you're just flirting with me. This is yeah. what we established before is how you flirt. That's right. Yeah, look at this fun flirty banter that's that we're right. having. If you yeah. feel like you're about to cry. Yep, that shows like... that you really like me. Thanks, yeah. baby. I'm about to kiss you all over. <laughs> I'll kiss every square inch Ooh. of you. So they are on this rock wall and um, they climb up to the top. And Jason says they have a, quote, extreme kiss hanging from a cliff. <laughs> like, Jason, cool your tits. Right. It's an inside <laughs> rock wall. Like, at one point, Naomi is just, like, dangling Right, well, you can harness. just literally let go and hang there. It's so yeah. extreme. <laughs> we were, Whoa. We were one kiss away from death. <laughs> Kissing on the edge. I feel like Jason is like George in that episode where they go rock climbing. (laughs) Step off, George. I don't want to see you. Me? Step off? Yeah. Tony says you better step off, George. I was going to say he feels like he's Stallone and Cliffhanger right here. But really, you're John Lithgow. Naomi says that what they're looking for is, quote, very much in line. Jason asks her about her family dynamics, and she 
basically said that her mom had a midlife crisis yep. and abandoned their family. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, I see a lot of myself, of, of <laughs> my mom and myself. <laughs> to Jason's credit, they almost played the like record scratch where he was like, mm-hmm. and then he was like, that was a little concerning. She's like, I get it now. <laughs> but because she admitted so much, she said, today I climbed a wall. And, and the walls and walls came, came down. down. What she meant is that that rock wall literally fell over on top of them while mm-hmm. they were climbing. They have that's, quite the class action Jason lawsuit. Jason was right. It was so extreme. <laughs> well, that's why they couldn't say REI because now they're involved in a class action lawsuit. <laughs> Her bucket hat was destroyed. Uh, meanwhile, back at the hotel, things have gotten a little naughty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Never mind this extreme kiss. What if two of the bachelorettes were in the bath together? It's like porn music. That's good, yeah. That's like stereotypical porn music. Oh, I see. You wanted something more original. Like, Like, let's get real here. We're going to insert some here. That's what she said. Okay, so that's kind of what yeah. you had in mind. Uh, Melissa and Jillian are taking a bubble bath right. together. In their like bathing suits. Do. Yeah. Wouldn't it be wild if we took our tops off? What if, like, what if we just kissed? Just a little bit. Wouldn't that be stupid? Um, they do not kiss. Instead, they all talk about their insecurities with Jason. Yeah, while they're in the tub, scrubbing so each other's backs. They all kind of have different insecurities about their relationships with him. And they also say that Naomi needs to cross the friendship line with him in tonight's one-on-one date. They do, yeah. Meanwhile, Jillian makes a soap beard. <laughs> oh, I feel like Jillian has taken on the role of, um, oh, I can't even remember her name. How quickly we forget. I try to be funny, Shannon. <laughs> yeah, well, um, later, I mean, they do talk about how Jillian is like, the caretaker. Yeah, she's like, I just try to make everyone laugh and keep everyone happy. Hence the soap beard. Yeah, that's, look at me. Let's break the tension. That's what I would do, though. This is getting a little serious. Yeah, that is what Soap you beard, do. yeah. Um, I want to jump back to one thing Naomi said because uh, Jason said, how do you like Seattle? And she said, it's this mix of country life and trees. Which is True. not, not correct. Accurate, yeah. <laughs> it's so pretty. See, somebody appreciates it. Fuck you, Maybe Seattle. I'll take Naomi out next time. You know what? Maybe you should. <laughs> Good riddance. Maybe you should. Why don't you go to and we'll see how high you get up on that rock wall. For an extreme kiss. Um, Jason comes to the girls' hotel. Melissa immediately fixes her hair she when he does. walks in. Yeah. Oh, Melissa. Um, she asks, did you come here just to tease us? Um, but he grabs Jillian and says that he needs to talk to her Mm -hmm. more. And then he tells us, if anybody here would break his heart, it would be Jillian. Aw, I think that's a compliment. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, because it means you've got some power, he's invested. Well, and like, in this bizarre situation, it's like Jillian is actually the, the, Jason is the reacher. Yes. And, and he sees Jillian settler. as the settler. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. she's so cool. She's Canadian. Yeah. That's from How I Met Your Mother, right? The Reacher yes. Settler theory. Who's yeah. the Reacher and Settler with us? Uh, I am the Reacher 100%. and you are the Settler. 100%. Yeah, correct. Just, I just 
just wanted to put yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's. Uh, I think everybody knows that. I but, don't. I. I don't think that's true. No, you think that's true. That's okay. I think there's various settings in which we both fulfill that role. Well, that's what I was going to pose the question to the listener. Is that that the theory from How I Met Your Mother, which is psychologically accurate all the time? I mean, most of the time. Is uh, that in every relationship, there's sort of the person who settles and the person who's kind of out kicking the coverage, as my friend John Sparks would say. Do 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 you feel that that's true? Um... Yes, but I, like I said, I also think it's fluid. Mm-hmm. So like you're a nicer person than me and you have a better job. Well, but first of all, I don't think being nicer makes you the same. Well, like are we just talking about physicality? No, we're talking about here's what it boils down to in the end. Could one of the people do better than the relationship that they're in? I think what it boils down to for me is like... If if you knew the couple had started dating, if you knew both of them, would you be surprised a little bit that one of them was dating the other? Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah. like, <laughs> for us, when we started dating in grad school, do you think more people were surprised that I was dating you or that, like, you were dating me? That you were dating, that you were <laughs> settling for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, more there, people were surprised about there that. You go. Yeah, I, I think people know. were happy for me though. Like, good for him. Yeah, yeah. look at Ryan. Good for him. He finally got a girlfriend. Hey. Yeah, hey, he can do it. Good job, buddy. Oh. Yeah, our little boy is flying out of the nest. Um, I think that when we finally got together, people might have had that initial response, but then when we were together, everyone was like, "Oh, this makes perfect sense." Yeah, no, I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it still makes sense. I think the best relationships, you might have, like, a minor element of reaching and settling, Mm -hmm. but for the most part, everybody feels like, eh, we're pretty much on the same playing field. Well, we we talked about this before, how, like, evolutionary psychologists have shown that people settle for someone of their similar attractiveness to uh, stave off cheating. Like, even subconsciously, people do that. Um, so anyways, yeah, we're getting, we're covering all kinds of ground on this podcast. Very little about what happened on Jason's episode. Welcome but... to the armchair expert. I'm Shepard. <laughs> Let me uh, regale you with facts from this <laughs> evolutionary psychology article I read a couple paragraphs of about four years ago. All right. Should we wrap this? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Wrap okay. it up. Okay. Um... Jillian tells Jason that she is definitely, like, into him. She says she wants to show him her soft side, but it has to be on her own terms. Mm -hmm. And that a lot of her energy in this season so far has been supporting the girls and not focusing on herself. But that she understands that now it's probably the time to... You know, say, fuck you, girls. Right. And Stephanie, you can take care of yourself. Yeah. You're a 35-year-old woman. you are an actual right. <laughs> Um So we should mention he took her to, like, a coffee shop. 
Which I actually like that he just like pulls her aside for like what essentially amounts to another one-on-one date. Yeah, and I also liked, because um, he did that some in like the group dates. Like mm-hmm. he pulled Molly and they walked around right. Seattle a little yeah. bit. I will say, I think Jason is like a considerate, considerate bachelor. I agree. Because yeah. one of the things that he says with Jillian, and it was almost just like an offhanded comment, but he would said like, I know I told you guys that I want y'all to get along and I appreciate you know, you working so much towards that, but you also have to, you know, look out for yourself. But, you know, so at some point he basically, it appears, told the girls like, hey, I don't want any of this like drama shit. Right. Like, I want yeah. y'all all to, to be friends. Yeah, right. Everybody get along. Yeah. He's uh, like a dad. He is. He's a dad. He's a dad. Yeah. Don't make me come back there. I, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. If y'all fight, I'm going to turn this car around and we're going to go home and have cereal <laughs> for dinner. I will turn this whole show around and we will go back to Bachelor Mansion. Wait till Chris Harrison hears about this. Um, I, a couple of their funny things she said, she says to Jason... I didn't expect you to be this cool. This is about as cool as I expected like Jason the to be. Third time that she said that too. Yeah. She also said that on their first one-on-one. Yeah. He's so cool. And uh, she also said that her friend said, Jillian, if you were going to fall in love, this is the way you would do it. Who says that? <laughs> like, Jillian, you are definitely going to fall in love on national TV. Though I guess she did. She so, did. Look at her. There we go. Um, all right, we go to the final cocktail party. He also pulls Naomi. Right. He asks her, do you really think you're ready for the life I have? And she says, all I needed was yesterday. I'm ready to have a family. I'm over the single lifestyle, and it's enough for him. Yep, and he she, he says, yesterday was awesome, but there's a lot of days where Ty goes to bed and we're eating popcorn and watching a movie. That's every day as a parent. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. There's a lot of days. That's what happens every single night, except we're not watch- we're not eating popcorn and we're not watching a whole movie because we can't stay awake that long. Yeah. Yeah. True story. OK, so, uh, so Jillian. Uh, yeah, Jillian, Melissa, Molly, Naomi. Yep. Upon cutting Stephanie, he says, I just want to say this in front of everybody. You are the most amazing person I've ever met. It's a little bit really, of a stretch Jason? there, Jason. Come yeah. on. What I about mean, Ty? You remember yeah. a little fella named Ty? <laughs> His favorite color is orange. <laughs> Have you forgotten him already? How quickly we forget. She's a beautiful person outside and in. Men, the other girls are crying about we Stephanie getting cut. We are all better people for meeting you here. See, if we met Stephanie in a bar around town, that's how we would feel. Well, that's what Jason says is... Who wouldn't want Steph around as a friend forever? Everybody should have a Steph around as a friend. So then they're all like crying. Stephanie's crying. Jason is crying. The girls are tearing up. Then walks dipshit Chris Harrison. <laughs> and he's like, all right, Stephanie. Pack your fucking bags. It's time to go. Yeah. <laughs> he's like waves a cattle prod in the yeah. air. And he's like, get out of here. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah, so we will try to get back on our regular schedule yeah. um, and try to wrap this thing up. We shouldn't have too many more episodes. I'll also say, I, t- I think I told you this already, one of our fans sent us this website called Bachelor Archive, which has all the seasons on it. But also, for some reason that I don't understand, HBO Max is going to have all of the Bachelor seasons ever. So maybe we can do one of those if we continue to get bored in uh, semi-quarantine so but for now listener we'll be back next week with more jason
Podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.